Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to a new episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where we're covering off Ticket to Paradise as well as all the latest movie and trailer news. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. And we're going to join Julia and George this week to talk Ticket to Paradise, which follows a divorced couple who team up and travel to Bali to stop their daughter from making the same mistake they think they made 25 years ago. Ticket to Paradise is directed by Ol Parker from a screenplay by Parker and Daniel Pipsky. Ticket to Paradise, of course, stars George Clooney and Julia Roberts with Caitlin Deva, Billy Lord, Maxime Boutier, great name, and Lucas Bravo. And we're going to hear from all of those cast members a bit later in the episode as well. Indeed we are. So, Ol Parker. He's known for the second best exotic Marigold Hotel, mm-hmm. Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, yep. both romantic comedy sequels. But I think this is him making the jump to his first big budget original. Yes. And how big is it when you've got George Clooney and Julia Roberts as your headliners? I mean, what a win for this director mm-hmm. and, and the chemistry and all these sorts of things that we just know and love about George and mm-hmm. Julia. You know, this is the first romantic comedy that George Clooney has done since the mid-90s. I think it's also the first romantic comedy that Julia Roberts has done in quite some time. Okay. Queen of rom-coms herself. Indeed. And isn't it great to have her back in this genre? Yeah, with him. They're so good together. Aren't they? We'll talk about that a bit later. Yeah. But old Parker, he really understands the conventions of the rom-com, doesn't mm. he? You know, those oil and water characters that are forced together in fish-out-of-water circumstances to confront their differences – the meet cute, a red herring love interest that throws a spanner in the works, the love or fights in the rain, and then the big epiphanies at the end. You have all those moments being hit in this film. You just went through all the tropes of a romantic comedy 
Tick, tick, tick. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's more and there certainly are. But what that means is that you have a film here that feels so familiar, so nostalgic, like his own throwback to the classic early noughties rom-coms that we all know and love. Yep. And it's so fun to see George and Julia as love interests, kind Mm. of love interests, but also it's even funner to see them picking at each other. Yes, and when you hear them on the press tour and everything, they just bicker at each other anyway. They've got (laughs) this great back and forth rapport banter. Yeah, very good natured as well. Really good natured, a bit cheeky and fun. And so that manifests itself within these characters too. Of course, it's a little crueler than maybe Julia and George as friends on the outside, but it is that same tone and great chemistry that we see. Absolutely. And Ticket to Paradise overall is a sweet, easy to watch story structured, as we said, in the usual Mm. rom-com way. I could see where the story was going from the very beginning. (laughs) Aside from the stellar performances of the leads, which again, we'll talk about later, there's no real tension in the story though. No. There isn't really high stakes. It's wrapped up in cotton. It is. It is. They try to put obstacles or challenges in the characters' ways, but it's glossed over pretty quickly and inconsequentially. Yes, indeed. Look, is this film believable? No. (laughs) Of course not. Rom-coms rarely are. They very rarely are. The premise, if you will, is actually quite ridiculous, but it's on purpose. Yeah. I really, really feel it's on purpose. You have a college-educated graduate who's getting married within a month of meeting someone on a holiday post-graduating from university, of course, in law. So she's very smart and intelligent. But you need to agree the ridiculousness of this so you stand alongside the characters of George and Julia, mm-hmm. the parents, because you're like, how is this yeah. happening? So it needs to set up in that way. Then it unravels and you decide yeah. what side of the fence you want to be on based on you yeah. know, what transpires. To give a bit of context, this educated student goes on a post-college trip to Bali yeah. with her best friend, yes. immediately meets the love of her life and decides <laughs> that she's going to live in Bali. Yes, 37 days after <laughs> arriving. Yes. And she's 22 years old. I'm amazed personally that this character... Quite young is so strong in her convictions at that age and knows what she wants to do and change her life. Yes. And whether you believe that to be true or not is up to you, I guess. Like, what did you know what you wanted to do or be at 22? Absolutely not. It changed from one week to the next. That comes down to the conviction in Caitlin Deaver's performance, I think, that you you do go along with it. Yes. One thing I learned from this film, Mm -hmm. which I don't think I've seen before, is George Clooney and Julia Roberts do drunk really, really well. It's hard to do drunk well in film. Do you <laughs> yes. reckon they were actually drunk? No. Unsubstantiated claim. <laughs> no, they're fantastic they actors. Are. They are. And they really elevate this film along with Caitlin Deaver and mm. all the cast really. I think all the cast did a really, really good job. So let's expand on the cast a little bit more, starting yes. with the one, the only. George Clooney. George Clooney. Take it away, Tim. Before we talk about his character, there is one bit that he does and I'm going to use okay. in, in my life. It's his Italian tourist bit. That he does to pretend that he doesn't speak English, so he's not stuck with some chatty Cathy on a long haul yeah. flight. I just found that very funny. That was very funny. <laughs> George Clooney, when he turns on the charm and hits his stride in a monologue moment, there is a monologue moment in this film mm. with that wistful little smile that he does. You just cannot look away from the man. He is absolutely captivating. Really good. Isn't he? He's so good. But look, he also does disgruntled and grumpy really well. He does too, doesn't he? And you can relate to that sort of thing like, oh, fuck, not this again or whatever. Like he's actually very, very relatable, very, very charming. He has some really good slapstick facial expressions too. He's a great comedic actor. He really is. What an uh, obvious statement to make, but it's so apparent here. Yeah, because he's so suave and charming and charismatic in his characters. You think of the Oceans movies or any of his dramatic roles Mm. 
Yeah, you see him in comedy and he does it so well. I know. And it makes you want and wish that he did this sort of stuff more. Yeah. Right? And more with Julia, goodness me. Oh, yes, definitely. But, you know, the character of David, he is a protector of his daughter and Mm -hmm. in a way he's blinded by that protection. I think that's something that is inherent in a lot of these characters. They're blinded by their own perception or take on Mm. the world and what they see that they feel is right without listening or understanding what maybe that other person needs and wants. 100%. Mm. And he's carrying around a lot of bitterness towards his ex-wife. Yes. Which is cruel bitterness. They don't ever see eye to eye and you want to shake them because it's like, how about you have a normal human adult conversation and actually get to the bottom of what you think happened Mm. versus what the other person think happened and clear the air. Obviously those things do take place, but it is quite frustrating, but it's inherent in the character and obviously what needs to happen in this film. I don't know if I'd call it cruel. It's snippy and petty. Okay, yeah, that's probably better words. They've been carrying around this feeling for 20, Five years and yeah. it encapsulates everything every time they're together, yeah, and even at the expense of the attention that should be on their daughter. But yeah, they work through that. It would honestly be an exhausting way to see a person continuously drive that agenda with each other, just that <laughs> that misunderstanding, yeah, and that pent up anger. Yeah, I'm glad that things got a little easier for them throughout <laughs> the film, yes, and Georgia. Julia Roberts. Mm. You know, there's a reason that Roberts is an Oscar winner and regularly been one of the highest paid actresses in the world. And you see that here. Mm. And as we said, she hasn't actually done a romantic comedy in years. Mm. I can't get past her laugh. Her laugh is so infectious. It's the best. Isn't it the best laugh? It is the best. It makes you laugh along with her. And you can't help it. It's infectious. It really is. And the two of them together is absolute perfection. As an on-screen duo, I think they'll go down in history as one of the greats. You've got, you know, Fred and Ginger, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Whether they're bickering or falling in love, the on-screen chemistry is just effortless between the two of them. Look, it's such a joy to watch Julia take on this genre again, Mm -hmm. but with a couple of added layers to it, this time also being a mother within her own romantic story is a nice new ingredient to this film to see Julia in a very mature role as a mother has great chemistry with Caitlin Diva as well really beautiful moments there and it's nice that there's a mix of her story and her daughter's story and she's got a little toy boy in tow (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) shouldn't say little he's a grown man (laughs) he's a grown man grown man pilot man here's a fun fact for you Mm -hmm. so when old Parker sent George and Julia the script he actually named the characters Georgia and Julius as subliminal, yeah, as subliminal <laughs> messaging to get them on board. Oh my god, that is sensational! So Georgia stuck, but then Julius was changed to David. To David, okay. Oh, that's quite funny, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, there you the go. The tactics of directors. And the two of them apparently called each other and said, "I'll do it if you do it. I'll do it if you do it." How good is that? It's only going to work if we do it together. This might be an unfair question, but if you took Julia and George out, what sort of movie would have been left behind? I was thinking about that, and mm. I think it would still be a really nice movie, but they yeah. definitely elevate it a lot. Well, George and Julia work so well together on screen, as we've said multiple times, and we can attest to the fact that their incredible chemistry is evident behind the scenes too after we got to attend the Ticket to Paradise press conference. So let's get a taste of that chemistry firsthand by listening in to the press conference and hearing why they just had to work together again, their fifth time indeed, and how much fun the megastars have winding each other up and joking around. Well, they just 
just don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a listen. Excuse me, ma'am. I need to sit somewhere else. We used to be married. Worst 19 years of my life. We were only married for five. I'm counting the recovery. This the chance to be snarky to George really jumped <laughs> out at me. You see how this is going Really already? jumped out at me. Yeah. Just to see him just so pathetically in love with me, and I've clearly Look, this is moved story, on. Obviously, about a, <laughs> man about a man in love who's had to deal with, with a horrible woman who he can't really stand. And there really is nothing he can do about it. And he uses skills, this moment with his he's daughter's father to find his way whatever. back to her. What was so important to me was to be able to work with the queen of sitcoms, the queen of romantic comedies. But she couldn't take the job, so I worked with Julie instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's Hush. right. That's where I went. Right there. I went there. And you gave oh, just enough nice. time that I thought I was you thought in it was the be free sincere. and clear. Yeah. No. For us, it's always been fairly easy, you know. And, and so when you get sent a script and you just go, I mean, I remember after you send it to both Julia and I at the same time, and I called Julia up and I said, have you read this yet? And she goes, I'm reading it right now. And I said, it only works if you do it and she said same thing here and then you know luckily it worked out you know it's fun to work with friends and julia <laughs> you always you know this is separation anxiety that's what you're doing you know that i'm about to get on an airplane yeah. and so you're pushing yeah. me away yes i, I was am. about to say it's almost kind of like because you always leave us wanting more because it's that thing where you leave you're not working he's together trying constantly. to leave me not wanting anything ever again from him that's my plan yep She's throwing her career away. Just like her mother did. So I'm the only one who can stop her. She doesn't listen to him. Oh, champagne. Oh, two, please. Just leave the bottle. Thank you. Caitlin Deaver. Mm. Bloody love everything she does. She's so good. We're such a fan of her from Booksmart. Yes. She does dramatic really well as well. Mm. But in terms of her character, I don't think we got a sense of Lily or who she is as a person beyond no. the superficial intelligent student yes. level. Yes. And why she would suddenly make a decision like this. In other words, it doesn't dive too deep into why she's not happy with her life to make that more believable. She really is just the catalyst for change. And you as an audience and the characters in the film mm. to ask the question to challenge the way you live and see life there's really not much more substance to her character like you said yeah. than that she's just there as the reason why everyone is there and feeling a certain way yeah. and then finding their way through having said that she delivers the goods in every performance that mm. she does she's such an incredible talent i mean there is a risk of getting swallowed up by the star power of yes. julia roberts and george clooney but she definitely holds her own she definitely does Let's talk about Wren, played by Billy Lord. <laughs> Billy Lord, Carrie Fisher's daughter, yes. is starting to corner the market on quirky, freewheeling friend characters, the sidekick, if you will. Gigi in Booksmart, for example. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant character. Who was always showing up in random places and, yeah. and doing random things. She does that kind of comedy really, really well. But I was sad at how underutilised she was in this film as the best friend, especially because she's on this island with Lily while she's making these life-altering decisions. She really should have been a part of the dramatic undertones of that. But she was kind of just there. Just to pull out a moment where she was drastically underutilised, she was paired with George Clooney yes. at the bar in that really emotional, unexpectedly so, story that he was saying about yeah. the breakdown of his marriage yeah. and what happened, the tragedy that happened. And all she did was nod 
and smirk and just listen. Yes. She didn't contribute anything and I thought that was a mistake. I'm glad you pulled that out because I felt the exact same way. I thought she's just there to facilitate this monologue, which is a real shame because mm. it really could have been a wonderful two-hander. And I wonder, so there's two questions. I wonder what could have she brought as a character to that conversation to elevate it more and us to enjoy her character or should have it been a different character that was listening to him? Could it have been Lily's new betrothed? Yes. So that he would understand why mm. they were doing the things they were doing. I mean, not to take Billy Lord out of a scene, but no. it just felt weird that she was there because she didn't do anything in that scene. <laughs> she was just listening like us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then we've got Lily's new fiancé, G'day, played by Maxime Boutier. He is the dimpled-cheeked love interest of Lily. Yes. So enjoyable to watch and, again, holds his own against these megawatt stars. Right. And you know what I loved about his character most was that he was smart yes. and he saw right through the ploys of the parents because often in the romantic comedy genre, the new son-in-law or the love interest can be quite daft and dumb, yep. but he wasn't. And so he played on the plight of the parents here quite nicely. He could see it from a mile away. And this guy, he is definitely one to watch. His charisma is fantastic. Couldn't agree more. But speaking of daft and dumb, <laughs> yes. uh, Lucas Bravo's character, Paul, who is the toy boy of Julia Roberts's character, yeah. he's the blue-eyed love interest. He mm -hmm. flies in and he's endearingly simple yes. and in love with Georgia. He is painfully in love with Julia, but wouldn't you be? Absolutely, but they didn't do a lot with his character either. He was just another random kooky, quirky character mm. that you wanted more yes. to, to be seen and to be done there. He was the red herring who was thrown into the mix just to shake things up a little bit. Yes, and another box-ticking exercise in the rom-com genre yeah. that we all know and love. With some of these lesser supporting characters up against George and Julia, do you think that's just a casualty of the fact that you're in a movie with these megawatt stars? Yeah, potentially. Yeah. But also I think it's just the simplicity of the story and the plot that didn't allow other characters to be elevated much more than yeah. that. But of course, the added ingredients of George and Julia yeah. will play a part in that for sure. But that no way comes down to the performances. I think no. everyone in this film nailed the yes. performances. Yeah, they did. Including the Australian actress whose name escapes me right now, who was the lady on the plane. On the plane. <laughs> she was so good. <laughs> who pops up again a bit later. She was at the screening that we went to. She was. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. was. She was a crowd favourite, that's for sure. Yeah. Speaking of Australia, mm. this movie was filmed in the Wit Sundays, gorgeous Wit Sundays. Have you been to the Wit Sundays? I have not, and I am dying to. Me too. It's so beautiful. Have you been? No. <laughs> I just want to go, but it just looks so beautiful yeah. and watching films like this just makes me more and more jealous yes. that I haven't been. But you know, when you're from Australia, this is just probably my thing, but mm. you recognise Australia. Yeah. It felt very Australian resort yes. to me. Yes, yes. You know, I still call Australia home. <laughs> you know, I was going to ask you that question because due to the pandemic, this film was meant to be filming yeah. in Bali, but it filmed in Australia, like you said. Were you not then convinced that it looked and felt like Bali? Mm, some moments, yeah, yes. some moments but did. in the resort, I just I really felt Australia in the resort. Yes. But the filmmakers did take great care because they had to film in Australia in representing the beautiful Balinese culture mm. and all these lovely little moments and the big family and the way they all came together and the wedding ceremony especially. It was yeah. all lovely It to was watch. really nice. And it's things about the Balinese culture that I'd never seen no. in film before or didn't really know about the customs and traditions and I, I found that really enjoyable and a nice layer to this lovely film. Really. Have you been to Bali? 
I have been to Bali quite a long time ago and it was glorious. Yeah. It was beautiful. Very touristy, I imagine, the yeah, place you went to. We stayed out of Kuta, which is where mm. all the Bintang t-shirt wearing <laughs> Bogan Aussies go. <laughs> right. Uh, we were in the mountains a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I've never been, but it seems like a lovely place to visit. Indeed. I want to ask you a question. In the beach scene when they go to a temple, did yeah. they superimpose a Balinese temple on a Sunday's beach? Is yeah. that what happened there? Yeah, I was looking at that, critiquing the CGI, <laughs> but it was relatively convincing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think you'll find a Balinese temple on the cliffs <laughs> no. of the Whitsundays. I was just in my head going, huh, I wonder if they actually went to Bali for that bit or whether they've... You know, built a structure on a Whit Sunday's beach or superimposed it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the latter. Okay. Definitely All the right. latter. Cool. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> oh, Smoke and mirrors a film. Yeah. What well, a shame. What a shame. It looked great. <laughs> it looks very convincing. It did. It did. Yeah. You know, all of the cast had a really great time while they were filming on our beautiful shores here. So let's dive back into the press conference for a second and hear what it was like working down under with George and Julia. Did you make a pact to not murder each other until you murder me first? We are here for you, my love. Yes, we're in lockdown. Yes. Avengers all the time. Great Barrier Reef, stinger suits. I've never looked better in my life than in a stinger suit with just this little section oh, yeah. of my face showing. And I would only do that GB with Caitlyn. I don't know, actually, I would wear, I should have worn that today, too. But I mean, <laughs> that I'd, I'd, that yeah. would have been good. We yeah. all should have done We should have done a big stinger suit day. <laughs> There's with a dolphin swinging, swimming past, oh, yeah. which we're doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's huge there. Everything's trying to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little frog like that. They go, don't touch it. It'll kill you. Yeah. A seashell. No, that's actually something that will kill you. There was, there, you, you had the world's smallest jellyfish. And they, <laughs> yes. they, they're they're like, the you get in the water, they'll kill you. Yeah. 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 Hold on, you all spent quite a bit of time in the water? Well, <laughs> yeah. 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 Ticket to paradise, yeah. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. Ticket, <laughs> ticket to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Tams forever. Um, <laughs> um, it was one of the most incredible places I've ever been able to spend time in, and being there with my family was just... As the kids say, a core memory. I made my kid a, a little book of it because he won't remember because he's a year old, but I'm going to force him to remember because <laughs> it was incredible. And I slept him on a plane there and jet lagged and teething and breastfeeding and quarantining. <laughs> but it was one of the most incredible few months of my life. It was awesome. Mom, Dad, this is G'day. I'm supposed to ask you G'day. You learned that to make me look bad. You don't need my help there. Oh, what a treat to hear from the cast yes. about their time in Australia. Well, I think that's about it. So, Lee, let's take it from here and wrap up our take on Ticket to Paradise. Okay, well, Ticket to Paradise is fun and easy entertainment elevated by George Clooney, Julia Roberts and the awesome cast. Story-wise, it's run-of-the-mill rom-com and doesn't break any moulds, but that's okay when the lead cast is just so enjoyable to watch. You'll have a great time. I'm giving Ticket to Paradise three and a half popcorn kernels. Well, Ticket to Paradise is the feel-good film we all need. A cliched romantic story that doesn't and never tries to push the boundaries, but is nestled within the fondness of the familiar. Let Julia and George take you on an enjoyable ride as their undeniable chemistry carries the film to all the right places. Will you want to throw this one on again and one day call it a fave? No, but that's fine. A one and done lighthearted silly film if you just want to escape for a hot minute. I'm going to rate Ticket to Paradise three popcorn kernels. I gave it an extra half point for George and Julia. They deserve the extra half point, don't they? Ticket to Paradise is in Australian cinemas from September 15th. Hold up, what was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So, Lee, let's jump into our news and trailer section for today's episode with the D23 Expo happening in Anaheim, California recently, and Disney's ultimate fan event provided all kinds of exciting reveals and trailer drops. We just have to cover off some of the biggest ones very briefly. Well, arguably the most exciting debut was the teaser for Disney's live action remake of The Little Mermaid, starring Halle Bailey. It's going to be so hard not to say Halle Berry. Halle isn't Berry, it? Yes. <laughs> Halle Bailey as Ariel and Melissa McCarthy as Ursula the Sea Witch. How moving was this trailer? Gorgeous. Did you just feel all the feels? Yeah, 100%. Wow, her voice. Oh my God, I'm so excited to see more. Well, the footage gave us a glimpse of the world under the sea and Bailey gliding through the water and singing a couple of bars of Part of Your World. And The Little Mermaid is coming to Australian cinemas in May of next year. It really looked Divine. Divine. And the CGI of the fish too. So beautiful. Good. Are we going to see Sebastian the Crab in this one? Yes. Yep. They're yeah. all they're oh, all back right. in. Out of D23, we were also gifted a new Hocus Pocus 2 trailer with the release of the long-awaited sequel on Disney Plus just around the corner on September 30. Now, I have to say, yeah. I chose not to watch this trailer because I think I've seen enough. Right. And I don't want... So you haven't watched it? I haven't watched this one. I watched the last trailer that came out a couple of weeks ago, a month or so ago. I just don't want to be spoiled anything. Okay. I- I'm satisfied. All right. Well, let me give you a quick rundown. Okay, please. This time, we got a good dose of the Sanderson sisters played by... By Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimy and their return to Salem, as well as a look at Hannah Waddingham's character, who appears to be a fabulous witch who mentors the young sisters hundreds of years earlier. I can't wait to see her character. Hannah Waddingham is the queen. I have no idea who she is. She's gorgeous. She's from Ted Lasso. Okay, which I don't watch. She's a gorgeous, tall, statuesque of a woman. She's also a singer. I believe she was the lady in the lake. Ah, Ah, she's fantastic. She's so talented. I love her. I'm just in awe of her. Oh my gosh! Wow, I can yeah, definitely. I'm sorry. Tell you're a big <laughs> just love fan, her. A big fan. Well, the trailer that I did watch was for Disenchanted, which is okay. a sequel to 2007's modern musical fairy tale starring Amy Adams as Princess Giselle and Patrick Dempsey as her love interest Robert. Well, this time it appears as though Giselle's happily ever after is threatened by none other than Giselle herself as she moves out of the city with her family and begins behaving a bit like. 
like a wicked stepmother. I thought that was really fun. This is going to be cool. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Well, Disenchanted is coming to Disney Plus on November 24 of this year, so not long to wait, friends. And if all that wasn't enough, we also got Inside Out 2, Mufasa and Peter Pan and Wendy officially announced and the news that Winona Ryder and Dan Levy, oh, I love him as well. He's the best. Who are going to join the Haunted Mansion cast, which is based on the Disneyland attraction. And that film is hitting cinemas in March of next year. Okay, so I think you can know where I'm going here. I'm going to call out Mufasa. Right. <laughs> is it animated? Is it going to be animated? Yes, the same photorealistic. Oh, that kind of animation. Yes. Oh, no. Because I really, really didn't like The Lion King no. back in 2019. Because you're such a fan of the animated original. It's my first memory of seeing a film at the cinema. Yeah, so it's, in really, it's really close to your heart and mm. it just shattered your heart, didn't it? It, the it new really one. did. Oh, gosh, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> I brought it up, but here we are. I know. Oh, well, we'll see what happens. Indeed. Okay, shall we do one more? Yes, all right. First footage from Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania was revealed to D23 audiences showing Paul Rudd's Scott Lang forced to do a heist for Kang the Conqueror to get his daughter Cassie back. This one is expected to set up the events of the next Avengers film called The Kang Dynasty. There is so much focus on Mm. this film. I feel like it's going to be way bigger than anyone has anticipated, especially with the inclusion of Kang the Conqueror in there. And this next Ant-Man and the Wasp film is headed to the big screen in February of next year. So just around the corner. Just around the corner. In some really unexpected yet unsurprising news... We're getting another Elvis biopic, Hot mm. of the Tales of the recent Baz Luhrmann extravaganza, Elvis, which starred Tom Hanks as Colonel Parker and Austin Butler as Elvis. Now, in this new project titled Priscilla, Sophia Coppola is attached as director and has adapted its screenplay based on the 1985 Priscilla Presley memoir titled Elvis and Me. Kaylee Spaney and Australian actor Jacob Elordi from Euphoria mm. are set to play Priscilla and Elvis Presley, respectively. Geez, you've got a big job on your hands after Baz Luhrmann's film. I, I mean, know. Austin Butler was incredible. Like he will 100% be nominated for an Academy Award for that performance. You reckon? He will likely win it, I feel, and unless someone else blows our socks off in the next couple of months. There's talk of Hugh Jackman in The Sun. Oh, I'm not going to try and convince you <laughs> against old mate Hugh. No. Yeah, that's right. His performance is meant to be phenomenal in that film. Yeah, huge weight on the shoulders of Jacob indeed. Mm. And this is an obsession Hollywood has. We're very close to each other. The same sort of film and story yeah. releases. And I, d- I just don't understand why. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Here we are again. We were also treated to the first trailer for Damien Chazelle's Babylon this week. And boy, oh boy, is it shaping up to be a visual treat. Chazelle has an incredible filmography behind him already, albeit a small one, with celebrated and Oscar-winning films like Whiplash, La La Land and First Man. So Babylon is set in Hollywood during the transition from silent films to talkies, as they were called. And will focus on a mixture of historical and fictional characters. I think this is right up his alley and I wonder if it's going to have a musical element to it. Well, the trailer had a lot of energy and music in it. Really indulgent, really debaucherous. Margot Robbie looks incredible in it. She does. Oh, my gosh. She is electric in this trailer. Yeah, really, really exciting. Well, who else is in the film, Lee? We also got Brad Pitt, Gene Smart, Olivia Wilde, Samara Weaving, Tobey Maguire, countless others what is it about the films and the giant casts these days how are they paying for all these massive stars yeah because this looks like an expensive movie with expensive talent yes 
I just love it. I'm obsessed yeah, with it. Can't wait to see it. So the I Want to Dance with Somebody trailer was finally released this week too. The dramatization promises to be a joyous, emotional and heartbreaking celebration of the life and music of Whitney Houston, who is the greatest female R&B pop vocalist of all time, tracking her journey from obscurity to musical superstardom. I Want to Dance with Somebody stars Naomi Aki as Whitney Houston and Stanley Tucci as music producing legend Clive Davis. How did this trailer make you feel? I love Whitney Houston. Yeah. I love her music. It made me feel very, very excited. Her music is so iconic. Is Naomi Aki singing or are they going to use some vocals of Whitney? You know what? I don't know. It sounded like it was her voice, but it's pretty damn close to mm. the quality of Whitney Houston. Maybe they'll do what they did on Elvis and, and mm. play the two. Yeah, that would be a good move, because actually. Because Whitney Houston, her voice is one of a kind. It's going to be very hard to emulate. If you cannot emulate it perfectly, then there's no point. Right, yeah. And, and it sounds pretty damn close really in does. this trailer. It really does. Well, that's it for another episode of Popcorn Podcast, Tim. We covered off Ticket to Paradise starring Julia Roberts and George Clooney, which you can catch in Australian cinemas from September 15. Make sure you check it out if you love a good rom-com. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Come and join in the conversation. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Popcorn Podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.